Howdy y'all, Zach here. You may know me as the only STF cast member whose real name starts with a Z. You know, Z is actually the least used letter in the English language, true fact. Look it up. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed the Epic Tracer crew's daring escape from the prison moon of Galta, the near deaths of Xeno-5 and Ziva, and the destruction of the Aslanti starship, the Zandamont, not to mention the continued thwarting of Sardot Zolan Yulavestra's plans. What I'm trying to say is, there are a disproportionate amount of words in this podcast with Z in them. I'm not mad about it, I'm just saying. Oh, we recently released our Tom Talks with the cast post-book 2, as well as our STFU interview with Eleanor Farron, the author of book 2, so go check those out if you haven't already for some great behind-the-scenes insights into both her writing and our running of Escape from the Prison Moon. You know where to find us in the digisphere, so uh, stop by and come say hey. We love hanging out with y'all. That's really all I got for you today. So let's get right into episode 39, Sedona Lisa Smile. I was listening to episode one this weekend. <laughs> You're a bit behind, you know, man. I need w- to catch up. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> yeah. I don't know no. how you've made it this far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're you trying to read book man. three, dude? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get cut off one of these days, you know. Um, <laughs> no, I went back and listened to it because I just kind of wanted to see what y'all mindsets were like when we first started this versus where we are now particularly the the characters and and you guys were all just so chipper and <laughs> sure of yourselves and i mean there was a little uncertainty there but i think a lot of that was coming from us as players and just starting a podcast or whatever but your characters all seemed pretty bombastic and certain of their roles right off the the gate um the question I have for you now is, how, how how are you feeling at this point? You know, two two books two books deep, you know, complete or whatever. And we'll get into the details, of course, with our Tom talks. But more from your characters' perspectives, like what's the biggest you think like surprise or turnaround for your characters in the in the two books that we've had? I mean, I'm still feeling bombastic and assured of my role in the party. <laughs> I mean, Feeling you say good, that, but what has Feeling changed? You say, you say that, but there was certainly like four episodes where you were not feeling said role and bombastic. I mean, that yeah, you know, I we've mean, talked about that 
Yeah, I mean, I'm good at one thing, and you nerfed me on it, so... Or the situation <laughs> nerfed me. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're really... I mean, I think you have your party members to blame for that. It was their idea to make you the Wookiee guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's really Star Wars' fault. It's really yeah, what yeah, you're talking about. Well, we can, let's just put everything on George Lucas. I mean... That's fair. Pile, okay, let's pile it on, you know? I mean, the fandom already does. Right. That's what I'm saying. Exactly, <laughs> man. I'm sure you can take our life. Uh, do any of you feel like your characters are in a different place than you thought that they would be? Zeno. At this stage. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think he's a little bit more trepidatious about what may fucking happen. A bit more hesitant. I mean, you know, he was a bit more certain about uh, his role, but I mean, since... Since the events that have just taken place very recently, he's just a little bit more like, uh, well, fuck me, you know? It's just like, <laughs> good God. I mean, like, not only did the Aslanti hate androids more than I actually thought, but, my God, um, probably going to have to put on some big boy pants, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'll well, happen it, it, when you get knocked out three times in, like, one day. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, holy shit. My that, God, that's fucking Adam for damage. you, man. No mercy. Sweeps those no. fucking I mean, legs. Just, like, shot and stabbed. And, yeah. Uh, Coup de gras, fucking shot yeah. in the head while already fucking down. And then shot, like, two more times, like, falling uh, unconscious twice, or, like, uh, dying, like, two or three times, being dragged back. A la fucking Hacksaw Ridge from fucking Just, uh, Josh's <laughs> uh, felino, you know? You're also like, still missing... Hint. <laughs> You're also still, still missing, missing a computer eye. Yeah. 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 And yeah. a fucking eye. Are you kidding me? Like, at this point, I'd imagine fucking... He's just, like, kind of sparks and just, like... Every yeah, now and then, just like repeats a fucking head, right? word. He's got a fucking big old dent in his head. You know? <laughs> He's got a like, hole in your head. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. A couple <laughs> of holes in the head. Can see like inner workings, the positronic brain. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to have to put up Zeno like, down. Well, that's your problem right there. You got a hole in your head and it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to steal too much thunder from, from Heath for our time talks, but I just wanted to... It was just interesting hearing you guys so optimistic in our first episode. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... it was it, It's interesting. I feel like Fell has gone from, you know, hey, I, hey guys, I'm a mechanic type guy, to... I mean, he's, he's definitely battle-hardened now, more so than he was before. And yeah, I, I think we'll probably get into that here in a moment, right? Yeah, but like, like the stark contrast between like panicking and freaking out with the uh, the zombies and stuff earlier on, mm -hmm. compared to dragging his buddy out, like uh, John said, Hacksaw Ridge style, dragging him back onto the ship. Like that's a huge change in you know in in him. I want to raise my glass to each of you. Because I sure tried my damnedest to kill you. I really did. <laughs> tried every, I threw everything I had at you guys. I'm, and you I'm guys, not raising my glass to that. Yeah, I don't want to toast that. Nah. Adam, fuck, fuck you. you. I'll toast it. I'll toast it. Thwart yeah, again. Y'all made it. on that right. shit, dude. Y'all made it. And it, it, it made for a, a hell of an adventure, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but that leads us to this episode. <laughs> Fantastic set. Which I drink. You guys... Yeah, you guys leveled up. 
because of these experiences. Yeah, we did. And you have a four-day journey back to Outpost Zed. So I kind of want to turn the floor over to y'all because I imagine there are some things to be discussed amongst yourselves as characters in this journey. Plus, you have Sedona and the other prisoners that she saved on the ship as well. Yeah, the last thing that happened is you guys went into the drift and then got two messages. One from Weldy and one from Tiffany. And that's kind of where we'll open the the proceedings tonight with you all on the bridge. I think, Fel, you're still back in the engineer room because it was like right after the fight and everything, but you heard it over the... Yeah. You know, Zeno put it on the loudspeakers for you to hear, so you heard the message, but I don't think you're up there on the bridge. That is accurate, I would say. All right. So we're, so we're, we're in this moment, like immediately after we received the messages, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so Mike would be still staring at the, the hollow screen or whatever you, sci-fi term you'd call it um, for a few <laughs> seconds in silence after that. And then would he just reaches to his side and grabs his ashtray and throws it at the fucking wall and says, that gormless fucking minge bag, I swear on my mother's grave, I'll fucking kill him. Hey, easy, easy. The fuck's got you so riled up? Uh, uh, some, somebody grab a fucking bottle if we're going to have that conversation. Zena's already grabbing the bottle. <laughs> really, this is a thing? Yes. What, drinking? It, it is. This is going to take some time. Yeah, well, the fact that Zeno would already be grabbing the bottle because he knew Mike would be upset, right? He already <laughs> knew, yeah. Phil yeah. <laughs> hears the crash of the ashtray against the wall and is like, the fuck was that? We just got out of the battle. Why are you trying you try to break us out from the inside? Like, come on, guys. Nice. Um, <laughs> he's like trying to calm himself down. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I imagine we'd go... I don't know. I don't know actually how the ship is set up. I just have like I mean, a mental view. I mean, we can but fucking I, if you want to like have story time. I mean, yeah, kinda. just go to the um, go to the galley. You know. Just yeah, tell, we're all rounding tell, around the table. You know, at this point, I'm pouring well, drinks yeah, for just everybody. Tell, um, <laughs> fell to meet you in the galley. I think Zeno probably would say, "Okay, this is it's a." Everybody needs to meet in the galley, you know. <laughs> Mike is Mike is upset, and we need to have drinks. And we need to have drinks. Everybody just get in the galley. Like, we need to listen like to the Zeno diva. Like, just got almost uh. killed, and he still <laughs> just cares so much about Mike's story. Yeah. I mean, well, they're best friends AF. for a reason, you know. Yeah. I mean, everybody's still pretty hurt, but... uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna take a shot. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and downplay the fact that he was just shot. Heath, yeah. Oh, okay. We're gonna I'm, have I'm a fight playing. on air. Is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> I'm playing with the fight. Oh, is that what we're doing right here, right there? We're fight? I, re- I, I don't think he says as he takes a shot until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what happens when I turn it over to the kids, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, so everyone gathers gathered? in the. Yeah, in the galley. Uh, I mean, Mike's going to fucking sit down at the table with the bottle and just start 
pouring shots for whoever wants them. Um, <coughs> he says, uh, "Look, you you've you guys saw the video from Tifon, and she mentioned this fella Gardenzio snooping around the APA, saying he's owed something, right?" So, <coughs> yeah. Look, I got I got to go a, a ways back to kind of explain this. When I was little, my home planet of Naji and Corazias was invaded by the Islanti when I was like eight. They killed my mother, my father was captured, I got knocked out, and the next thing I know, I've been picked up by this fellow Gardenzio who runs a merc outfit called the Gardeners. He fancies himself a bit of a botanist on the side. That's so, cute. But for years I lived with the Gardeners. They're based out of uh, the diaspora. And, you know, once I hit about 12 years old, I was a big lad. And they started putting me into training to, to be a mercenary. And they realized they might have a moneymaker on their hands. And that's why they decided to put me in the boxing circuit. And that's what started my career. So, years later, I'm in my late 20s, almost 30. And I've been doing really well. I've strung together a bunch of wins throughout the system in the, the VESC circuit. <clears throat> and I'm not one of the top guys, but I'm getting there. I'm in like the top 10 of the rankings, right? So I have a big fight coming up against this guy that's a bit of a bruiser. And it comes time for the fight. And I get in there and it's long. It's a slobber knocker. It goes the whole 12 rounds, right? But I get to about the 10th or 11th round and I'm winning on points. And I, I look over and I see Gardenzio talking to the judges. And that makes me a bit suspicious, but I don't question it. And we get to the end of the fight and I know I've won. I've won the fight. I had to have. I, I was just the better man. But the judges called him the winner. So after the fight, devastated, because this was going to be my shot. This potentially could have led to a title shot in another fight or so. I could have been the champion of the world. So I go and I confront Gardenzio, and I ask him, what, what were you talking to the judges about? And he's a bit sheepish at first. And I... I threatened him a little bit, as you do, and I come to find out he had he had rigged the fucking fight. He paid off the judges so that the only way that I would win is with a knockout. If it went all the way, they were going to declare him winner on points, and I, I just couldn't fucking knock him out. I couldn't do it. So I find this out and it breaks my heart. This is my career. This is my, my chance. This, if I win this fight, I'm a shoe in for a title fight. Everything I ever wanted. So I saw red. I, I lost my shit. And I told Gardenzio I was quitting the outfit. I wasn't going to do no more jobs with him. I wasn't going to fight no more fights for him. And then I took his, his prized plant, uh, a rare purple flower in a vase and I smashed it on his fucking head 
And then I went, I walked out and his boys tried to stop me and I broke one of their jaws and one of their arms and I left. And then I drank myself nearly to death for a few years and then the whole business with Zeno happened and I started the APA and it's, everything's been relatively fine ever since. But the last thing I ever said to Gardenzio is I don't owe you a fucking thing. Because he always made it out like I owed him for, for bringing me up, for saving my life from the Aslanti. And now, years later, I haven't seen or spoken to this man in years, and he comes snooping around my business, my respectable business, talking about he's owed crop share, which is his cheeky way of saying I owe him something for him bringing me up because I start my own business. So if I see this man, I'm likely to kill him. And if I do, I'm likely to go to prison again. Yeah, you don't want to do that, Mike. I don't want to, but I can't promise I won't. Hmm. And he takes a shot. Zeno pours him another. <laughs> My man. <laughs> well, Mikael, we're not back on Absalom just yet, so I don't think you have to worry about him as of right now, but whenever we get there, we will face this problem together. Yes? You have us now. I, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Just understand, this is a very, very painful thing for me. And this is unfinished business. Sedona speaks up at this point. She says, Mike, why why did you never tell me about this? I, so much makes sense now. And Please don't go to prison again. You barely missed a lifetime sentence as it was. Well then, he should have followed his better judgment and never come poking around to find me again. just kind of shakes her head and like kind of rubs her head because it's obviously still really hurting her so look anyways i that's that's something very personal to me i don't tell nobody about it xeno only knew bits and bobs um but look every everybody's in a bad way like i mean i'm sure everybody needs some healing i just figured i needed to get that out of the way sooner rather than later it is good to have the knowledge but you're right, we all are a little bit banged up. Uh, some of us, and she looks over at you know, a little more than others. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Well, I could be worse. I could be dead on the moon of Galta. You've got a hole through your head. I, I, I have <laughs> noticed. It seems a little bit more airy than normal. <laughs> <laughs> There's this odd whistling sound. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every time that I that I run, I can hear a whistle. <laughs> I've, I've always seen in the movies that you're supposed to pour whiskey on a wound, right? And you're like, probably, but please, probably not please this don't. time. <laughs> please pours don't. out the back of his head. <laughs> please don't. Yeah. Error. Error. <laughs> I've killed him. Oh God. <laughs> So we all just sitting around. Yeah, I mean, well, I will say that 
After after that little bit, I will award Heath an inspiration. Ooh, oh, hey! That means nice. something new now. It does. So, Heath, I'd like you to roll me a D10, please. A D10? Yep. Okay. Four. Okay, so that looks like... All right, you are going to... This is a co-inspiration, if you guys remember. Our Patreon subscribers get to send out a message. This one is from our top possum pal... Mr. Daniel Harrington, Danalog. Dan. Hey, Dan, 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 Dan the what man. Up, buddy? From howdy, howdy. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And I think that this is a fitting message, given that you're about to go to sleep and probably taking some pills before you go to sleep. Just make sure, here's his message, that you never take a laxative and a sleeping pill on the same night. <laughs> That's his... That's his message of inspiration for you. <laughs> Wise words. So. The logic is sound. That's solid. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. solid. Um, solid thinking right cheers, there. Cheers, Dan. <laughs> yep. Thank you for the sage cheers, advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Heath, you now have a Daniel inspiration if you want to put that in your inventory. Okay. Cool. A, a, come on, dude. It's a Danspiration, dude. Like. A dan- yeah, right. Oh, right? uh, yeah. This you missed an like, opportunity. So Golden I mean, opportunity. On. A little inspiration, whatever. <laughs> I'll give up all my inspirations. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think the most prudent thing here is, I mean, yeah, you guys are pretty winded given. I want you to just take into consideration that everything that happened in the prison, which started in episode what was it, 30? 30 or 29. 29, yeah. 29, right? From 29 until this moment has been two and a half hours. <laughs> two and a half. God, that's crazy. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. terrible hours. Oh, my God. That's not Earth so, hours. That's like, I don't know what. God. So I think that before you guys can, I, I, I mean, Sedona is like, I am exhausted. I need sleep i'm still not right um and all the other prisoners for first of all they scarf down the food that's provided at dinner they yeah, haven't they eaten haven't in a while yet. yeah um and they you know but like as soon as the food hits everybody starts going into that food coma <laughs> and like all your aches and wounds and scratches be start becoming very very visceral the, to your sensation the battle height and yeah, and so you start you start finding cuts and grazes and burns and bruises that you didn't know you had. You muscles are torn that you didn't know existed prior to this. I mean, this you're winded. So I think the best thing is everybody go to bed. And we wake up the next morning. Now I want to talk about your level ups, but you know how I like to do it. So you've got four days. You also probably want to talk to Sedona. Um, It is the next morning on the ship as you're traveling through the drift and you're looking out in the drift and it's this just this weird emptiness with this kind of purple white haze that just kind of permeates through it you know um it's what you wake up to um what are y'all doing on on this what's next for the epic tracer crew so i would think that 
first thing in the morning, Orin and Sedona would probably be the ones that were just like filing them in and to the to the infirmary or the medical lab and, and trying to yeah, get everybody let's, healed let's up. Say that, you know? um, S- Sedona comes to your door probably early in the morning. And are you awake already? Say it's six thirty. Yeah. In the morning. Oh yeah. All right. So she knocks on your door. There's Come a knock in. on your cabin door. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you know, it slides open. And she steps in. She says, Orin. Deja vu. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It is good to see you. I think we have some work to do. I think there are some here that need us to tend to them. Would you care to join me and show me what you've learned with your mystic connection over the years? <laughs> sure on yeah like and like while she's you know she's kind of still talking to you sure and there'll be like a talk a walk and talk as you go to the infirmary um and she'll be like so have you embraced your connection to ibra i know when we last spoke you were still reluctant well i haven't gotten any more answers if that's what you're asking you know that you won't get answers, my dear boy. You need this as well. Have you embraced the gift that she has given you? I've learned to harness it in new ways. I, uh, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve, I guess. But I worry that at any moment it could all be lost. Who knows why any of this is happening to me? I don't know. And Oren just kind of hangs his head for a second, you know. She reaches over and, you know, puts a finger under your chin, lifts it back up and, like, locks eyes with you. She says, Oren, whether it was fate or coincidence, you are here and I am here because you came. Yeah, I guess you're right. Do not hold your head. You have done well. Now let's go help your friends, and these companions that you have. Yes, ma'am. And Oren jauntily, a little little more jauntily, walks towards the uh, med lab. Just a a little less somber in his step. I imagine you probably put out kind of on your communicator too to meet y'all in the med lab. Yeah, I sent out a, a group text. What up? (laughs) <laughs> Meet me in the Get med lab, me. yo. What up, med lab? Free heels. Yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. Free heels in the med lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's where Sedona and Oren will be. Um, let's talk. Emily, you haven't said much. What is Ziva doing this morning? What What is going through her head when she wakes up this morning? As uh, soon as Ziva wakes up, pretty much, she stands up, gets dressed, and starts wrapping her hands. And as soon as the sleep is good and out of her eye, she pulls out her sword and starts practicing. That's what Ziva's doing until she hears um, Zach, not Zach, excuse me, Orin come over the uh, comms. Ebro works in mysterious ways. (laughs) (laughs) Zach! Um, But that's... She's kind of, she's kind of in her head a lot. Um, she literally saw 
a lot of her people go down multiple times, including herself. And um, that kind of shook her pretty, yeah, pretty mean, hard. Not only were you kind of thrust into the captain role by Sedona's letter, but then even Mike and the others, when you first arrived at Nakondas, were pretty adamant about you stepping up into a captain role. How is Ziva feeling about her captaincy so far? I mean... I think the biggest thing that I could say is Ziva realizes that there's a vast difference between being a leader and being a captain. Um, the captain see has required a lot more of her physically than being a leader at the pools has. And she's, she's really trying to, what is it? Knuckle down. Is that the phrase? Um, and be better. Uh, she wants to work more with Mike. She wants to be able to be quicker, to be stronger, um, to be able to protect her crew. And I mean, if I could give you something that Ziva Mike could at least put a feather in her cap. The crew successfully retrieved Sedona. Nobody died. Mm-hmm. And you also saved the lives of four others as well. A couple people died, but... Um... One per... One... one one mad lizard folk. Yeah, and and that super sweet Oh, slug. and the slug, right. Yeah. yeah. Guy. Um, I'll drink I'll drink to grub. Yeah, I'll drink to grub too. <laughs> Rip grub. Uh, F for grub in the chat. F for grub All in that. the chat. Yeah. Um, so like that's what's going on. Are you gonna go to the med lab when you hear the call? Yeah, she is going to put her sword on her back and head that away. Head to the med lab. Alright, mm-hmm. what about Fell? You wake up this morning. Yeah, Fell is actually awoken when receiving the message, so he'll be a little bit late getting to the med lab. But when he wakes up, he does so with a start and, you know, is kind of having, not like PTSD style, but like, you know, flashbacks reliving the previous day and going over things that he did while looking at the armor that he was wearing, you know, sitting in his room. Um, he gets up to go walk towards, or walks over towards the armor, and just kind of starts tracing his finger around various cuts and gashes and breaks and stuff in it that that you know in the moment he didn't realize were there, and uh, you know just kind of kind of sits down on his bunk and loses himself in the moment and just kind of uh, I don't know. I mean that's it was a it was a hell of a day and dealing with all of that trauma for someone who's not used to it he's he's definitely in kind of a a bad way mentally for himself well you also gotta probably be thinking back to the conversation that you had with Sedona when she asked you to join and and warned you that there would be things yeah yeah for sure you're joining a cause not a crew you know yeah and that you know didn't really sink in until like now because in the moment it was just everything happening you know Mm -hmm. and then after the fact he's you know he's he's in it so um he's going to delay for a while just kind of in his own thoughts and make his way to the med lab in a few minutes or so okay and Zeno uh Zeno well after waking up 
Zeno is, uh, he's expecting his heads-up display to show the stats from his auto-diagnostic from sleep, only to realize, you know, his computer is no longer with him. You know, he doesn't get that auto-diagnostics anymore. Um, and I'm sure he's reminded of that, you know, a quick flash of the Aslanti crushing his cybernetic eye, you know. Um, and only for that to be interrupted by the flares of pain that are just radiating from him. So instead of an auto-diagnostic, he's feeling it much more in a human way. And, you know, he gets up and walks up to the full-length mirror just to get lost in the sight of all his wounds. You know, some, some wounds he remembers, you know, others he has no recollection, like, at all. And it's just kind of surreal as he's just sitting there staring at it. And he's just tracing his fingers along the wounds by the time he actually hears uh, over the intercom. Uh, uh, Aaron uh, mentioning to come to the med, lay, med bay if you need any assistance. So with that, you know, he's just going to... When you hear uh, that mm-hmm. announcement about the med lab... Your one eye rolls back in its head, and you and you are overwhelmed with a vision of purple, and you're taken back to that lab where there was the soldier trapped to the chair. And it's just very quick, but just this image of him in total and utter pain, like over his face, like veins popping out of his forehead, his arms and his chest rippling and cascading as he just sits there and screams in pain and, and, and just when you think it can't, you can't take it anymore his screams of pain turn into laughs and then he bites his tongue clean off <laughs> blood starts pouring out of his mouth and the doctor next to you she shakes her head and says failed again terminate the plan- terminate the test and one of the soldiers that was standing next to him puts a bullet right in his head, kills him, and then purple flashback as you hear the tail end of Oren's call. And with that, he's just kind of perplexed a little bit, but he recovers, And but at the same time, you don't see any change on his face, you know, but... He is studying that in his head for a little bit as he makes his way down the hallway towards the med bay. Well, he's only got half a face okay. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely in that, like, Terminator mode where, like, <laughs> you know, like, the top half of it, all the skin's been removed. And it's just... Yeah. 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 I don't understand that reference, but okay. Oh, oh, nobody, nobody is precious. Uh, Emily, I feel like oh, I could just goodness. sink down in some lava right now. <laughs> With a giant middle finger going down into the lava. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Um, so once you all uh, arrive in the med bay. I'm sorry, Mike. My bad. My bad. What's Mike doing in the morning? Uh, I'm totally. I'm totally. I'm, I forgot. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> um, 
Mike is going to sleep late. He's going to be the last one to get there because he stayed up brooding with his bottle of liquor and, uh, in fact, fell asleep with it in his hand on his chest. Um, but I had, I kind of had this, this, you know, vision in my head cinematically of like when Zeno was like staring into the mirror and contemplating everything that went on, like having, you know, Mike also like when he gets up and is hungover, stares into the mirror for a little bit and while also looking at like the new scars and stuff that are on him, he looks and notices like where those new scars intersect with his like lattice work of tattoos and there's a new scar on his arm that intersects a tattoo an old faded tattoo of a, a, a flower like of, of a flower which is the symbol of Gardenzio's gang so he's he's like both hung over still contemplating the whole Gardenzio situation, but also feeling a bit of that, like, hangover shame. Not at the hangover itself, but about getting so wrapped up in his own mental, you know, his own memories and all that, that he he didn't even pay attention to how wounded his best friend was at the time, you know? So he's feeling a little bit ashamed about that. And shitty from, you know, the alcohol <laughs> leaving his system. Um, yeah, hungover as hell. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's he then, you know, he stares in the mirror for a little bit, kind of rubs his tattoo, and then um, he's going to go and get his healing, but in he, he has a new sense of determination after he leaves the mirror that as soon as he gets healed up, he, much like uh, Ziva, is going to start hitting the gym and and trying to get better so that he can stop something like that from ever happening again. All right. Um, so everybody eventually makes their way to the med bay kind of one by one. Um, we'll start with Zeno as you walk in. Now, at the end of the day, you have four days here, so you guys are going to be able to probably heal all the way up. Yeah, I didn't think we'd have to roll you or have, anything. Yeah, we're not going to roll, but I do want to kind of have the scene where Zeno walks in first. He gets there before anybody else does and goes ahead and sits in the chair. And you have Orin and Sedona kind of working on either side of him, trying to put his face back together, you know, and and stitch up some of these wounds and all that. Yeah, and I mean, the, the weird thing about that is I'm pretty sure that magic does cure synthetic android body wounds in the same way that it would human it flesh which is like for one it's magic undo the wound like i mean his face just comes back the hole in his head just little circuits i'm like, both humanoid and, and construct <laughs> yeah so i'll we'll say that ta- I, normally that's instantaneous but just while this is happening Zeno, is there anything that you want to say to sedona or well, I just wanted to, first off, just, like, report over to uh, Oren just to kind of give him, like, you know, my own, not not really the thoughts, you know. It's not like the patient, you know, like, well, I looked at WebMD, you know. This is what, <laughs> you know? 
but you know uh just, you're just talking about like the statistical <laughs> approaches you're giving like all the the, the yeah 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 um, just kind of like going down like the the from the top to the bottom i mean i'm because uh, he's even uh displayed that there was you know because he as he was just mentioning his he thinks that magic would work on on you know humanoid constructs and you know so i just kind of like i pick up on that a little bit a little bit you know and just like when my frame is a bit brittle over in these locations, and he's pointing around on his body, you know. It appears my motor function's not responding over here, and it appears yeah. my subroutines are a bit dampened, if you could uh, I believe Tur- magic turns might out work on that. WebMD says I definitely have cancer. <laughs> so the whole they time they say that Zeno- bullets to your forehead are bad for your health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> the whole time that Zeno is like laying all this stuff, Orin looks dumbfounded, right? Like, and he just shakes his mm. head when Zeno's done and says, "Well, you, you know more than I do, big guy. It's all jazz with me, with me baby. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'll, I'll do my I'll best. let you know if you if you're doing anything wrong. And yeah, at that, yeah. he just uh, move, like kind of moves his head almost android, well, you know, more robotic like towards uh, Sedona. And he's just like, Sedona, I feared the worst. I, I thought we were too late. Too much time and too many distractions, too many mistakes. But it appears that fate is not done with you. Almost ironically, you know. <laughs> she says, yes, well, fate or not, I, my faith in the five of you proved to be well-founded. Thank you, Zeno, and I have more to say once everyone arrives. But because I am, she just, and she, uh-huh. she yeah. like really pauses for a second, mm-hmm. and she says, "I'm, I'm glad that you were here with them." I think that this party, without my assistance, probably would have fared would have fared better. Sometimes I think to myself, but. And other times, I do feel like I'm a, a good spiritual um, leaning post, so to speak, for our, our big lizard here. But I do um. think that uh, <laughs> that this party is grateful to have my assistance. I know I sure am. Uh, yeah, she's kind of looking to Orin to see how Orin responds reacts because yeah, you know, yeah. she yeah. has her own, own thoughts about mm-hmm. Zeno yeah. but obviously you guys have traveled I, together I don't know anything I don't know anything about any of that and I look at Sedona right. like, and Orin's like yeah the kid's solid good as gold <laughs> good as gold he definitely shows some talent and yes you know I do think that you provide a certain rock or foundation for Mike and at that then Mike walks in to the med lab. Oh, hey guys, are we bragging on Zeno? <laughs> Something like that. Speaking of rocks. <laughs> Speaking of rocks, come on over here, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I thought I heard some mild racism in the hallway. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. He, no, so he, he like walks up and, and you know, kind of positions himself with uh, Zeno on one side and Sedona on the other and looks back and forth between them and uh, I imagine that's, that chair just creaks when you sit down on it you know uh, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> um, 
And he, uh, at first, he, he like looks at Zeno, and then he looks at Sedona, and then he looks at Zeno, and then he looks at Sedona, and then back at Zeno, and he says, Are, are you alright? As his like face is stitching up, you know? Well, uh, without Orin, I would probably be a little worse, but as far as I know, I don't, I don't know how I even got to this ship, to be perfectly honest. And at that point, in walks Fell and Ziva. You guys kind of meet like right outside the door, kind of arriving there at the same time. All right. Ziva just kind of nods. She looks kind of a little stoic almost, but she's like, yep, let's get healed. Oh, oh come on, lighten up. And he, Fell walks in the room. <laughs> so Fell walks in before Ziva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, like literally moments. Yeah, yeah. No, it just doesn't hold the hold the door open. Is what he's no. <laughs> mm, sliding doors. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Phil is a southern gentleman or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's he's, a, like, he's not bitch. really that much of a gentleman. I don't think it's quite so much extreme. fuck this bitch as it is. Yeah, I think it's more just like lack of awareness than, yeah. than, than like outright hostility. And like is not aware of like decorum surrounding the position of a captain yeah. or whatever. Um, but he, he walks in and sees uh, Zeno's face being, you know, reconstructed. And he's like, man, magic is fucking weird. Like, that's cool as shit, but like, what the fuck? And yeah, you can say that agree- again. Agreed. Morning <laughs> agreed to you on too, all counts. Yeah, good morning, Zeno. I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you're okay, man. Like, honestly, I thought, hell, I didn't even know if you were still alive. I didn't either. <laughs> well, you are, and you did help fight in the starship combat, so... Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Damn it. Well, no, in the moment, he didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, Replay. when he was dragging yeah, yeah, him yeah. back sure, to sure, the ship, yeah. he didn't know. I, that's that's a fair point. He, he could have absolutely said it. He didn't even know, but he carried him anyway. Yeah, that is you know fair. what I mean? Yeah. Fucking carried him anyway. But Zeno st- still doesn't know who carried him in or how the fuck yeah. he got on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Trying, trying to set you up there, John. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't tell me that you carried me in there, bro. Oh, I assumed you heard him say that. I don't know. I don't even know how I got on the ship as we walked through the door. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. Just trying to set you up there, Josh. <laughs> there we go. Touche. Touche. Well, I mean, he's not going to go in and be a braggart about it. But anyways. By the uh, way. But no. Oh, Zeno, did I, was I anybody talking I, about heroes? No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry <guys. laughs> Somebody call for a hero. Um, but, Zeno, I, I I mean, I just, you, you got hit, you went down, I started dragging you, and I just I just didn't stop. I, you, you got hit again. I, I don't like I in the moment I had no idea if you were still there it's dawning on Xena now if I was just dragging a, a the husk of, of you like I, I I mean fuck I and he just kind of but Felina st- loses himself into stammering and just but, uh, but starts getting a little bit emotional Sedona walks over to you and, and says Fel and just she has this huge smile on her face. She's like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew you had it in you. I knew you were more than just a mechanic. Your heart 
is too big to just put together machines. Fuck, I couldn't just leave him there. You didn't. That's the important thing. I... I couldn't be more proud of you, Fel. Thank you. At this point, that has dawned on, uh... on Zeno, finally, that it's just like... But wait, so you were the one that, that dragged me onto the spaceship. Yeah. Last I checked, last I recall, I was on the, the, the outer surface of the moon, and, and everything went black. I had assumed that it was um, Michael that took me back onto the ship. But that was you? Yeah, it was me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, without you here, I'd, I'd still be on the moon. I'd, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm shaken, but... And at that point, he just goes ahead and just gives him the whole, like, uh, forearm shake, you know? Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say you were shaken? Oh, I, I to say. You know what? I'll take that condition. I'll get rid of that in four days, man. So at this point, everybody's in there and kind of like piecing together, kind of talking about what what happened you know ziva you walk in last and you see your entire crew kind of thanking each other hugging each other glad to be alive sedona's standing there and when she sees you that smile that she gave fell just radiates to you and she doesn't even have to say a word she just looks at you and your eyes lock she kind of nods and she raises up a salute to you. She says, Captain on deck of the Epic Tracer, and like stands and salutes you. Um, as she brings her hand up, Ziva kind of walks very quickly and kind of very heel to toe um, and kind of grabs Sedona by that wrist and pulls her in for a huge kiss and then pulls back and she is just smiling and you see tears kind of flowing down her face and she says i'm so i'm so sorry when we we got you i didn't i wasn't trying to be i just i didn't want to fall apart when we were still there i i was i'm so glad you're all right i'm so glad that everyone is all right and thank you for bringing us together and she's just gonna give Sedona a huge hug and just kind of hold her for a second and sort of kind of cry onto her shoulder literally um she's and Sedona Sedona certainly returns the embrace all pretext of formality gone as she gives you this deep hug all of your history tied up into the emotion here um, and I'm going to give you an inspiration, Emily. So I want you to roll a d8 for me, please. Okay. A four. Oh. All right. Well, this one comes from Brian Fuchs, hey. otherwise known as Old Scratch Johnson. Hey, old Brian. Scratch. He also 
provided me with a dice. I'm sorry, Brian, I couldn't kill him with it. I certainly tried. At least Brian. However, uh, Brian from Roswell says, Hey, all. <laughs> it was fantastic meeting you in Atlanta, and I look forward to every episode. Good luck to whoever gets this inspiration. You're going to need it. <laughs> so you got That's an old scratch inspiration. Old scratch inspiration. Yeah, scratch old scratch inspiration. Yeah. The old scratch Johnsoni. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, reaching. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so everybody gets in the room. Okay. Sedona says, she kind of looks to the, across the room. She says, friends, I, I can't thank you enough for what you've done for me. Flying all the way into Aslantis space, breaking into a highly secured prison moon, and God know what else just to rescue this old shell. I am humbled. But our tasks are not complete. And she brushes a strand of hair out of her eyes. She says, Surely by now you have learned of the existence of an artifact called the Rune Drive. I had a chance to examine the device up close for a short time, and I was able to sense only an inkling of its power. Should the Aslanti Star Empire gain full control over this technology and learn how to travel vast interstellar distances without the use of drift engines, then all systems everywhere will fall under their shadow. We must do whatever it takes to retrieve or destroy the rune drive. I ask once more, are you with me? You didn't have to ask. Fuck those Azalanti bastards. Nothing would bring me more pleasure than knocking the skulls off each and every one of them. Mike high fives you. <laughs> <laughs> that was well put, Aaron. I would have to agree with that sentiment. They uh, cannot uh, continue to have that rune drive. Anything that happens with that rune drive from this point forward is of utmost importance and we need to get it out of their hands immediately. Um, a simple yes would have sufficed, but <laughs> thank you, Zeno. No, she doesn't actually say that. <laughs> um, she actually extends a like very confident and assured hand to you, Zeno. And he reciprocates. Ziva, captain. The captain, of course, must lead her crew. And there is no greater cause than fucking with this Aslanti as much as possible. Yes? And she just kind of smiles her her original Ziva grin. So, absolutely. (laughs) And you fell. I mean, you still have a little left in you. Of course. I mean, come on. You know me. But I'm with uh, with uh, Orin. You know, completely on board with what he said. Knock every single skull off their shoulders that I can. Um, and she's like, awesome. 
Well, you twist my arm about it. Cool, 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 cool. Noise. She says, "Yeah, you know." She obviously suggests to go back to Outpost Zed to improve your starship. You know, she understands that there is some preparations that'll be needed, and then she says. Unfortunately, the torture that the Aslanti put upon me has... They destroyed my memory. They reached into my brain and removed my memories. All I remember is that I was brought from Nakondas to Golta. Short time after that, I was taken to a site that I only overheard called Orelos. I have no idea where that is. And then I was returned to Golta sometime later. I remember that Zolan Nulavestra himself tortured me and interrogated me trying to find out what I had learned about the rune drive. I don't know what I told him. I don't remember anything beyond that. All I can say is that I believe that the rune drive is being kept on this Orelos. I'm glad that the stewards have deputized you. But I need some time to meditate, trying to recover my memory. I will need days, maybe a week, maybe longer. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to reach out with every bit of magic I have. I would suggest in the meantime that you ask around any contacts you have made on Outpost Zed about this Arelos. That certainly must be our n- next target. I'm I'm sorry that I can't remember more. We'll Certainly, get for you. it's probably best that you don't remember everything. And she kind of gives uh, Sedona kind of a deep look that's a bit more meaningful than just a passing glance. Sid's motive. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, so... Yeah, so that we'll we'll call that the end of that scene there. Now, what I want you to talk to me about in the last bits of this is what do you do over the next two and a half, three days to level up? You know, so I want I want to get I want to get into that. You guys got to level five, but I'm going to go through. Uh, let's start with Zeev and Mike because you guys mentioned you were going to do some gym training. Is this related to your level ups? Absolutely. Right, yeah. so let's start with you guys. And, and talk to me about what gym life is like for Mike and Ziva over the course of the next couple of days. Just a couple of gym rats, you know, doing it up. <laughs> it's just all you muscle. Gym, uh, you know? <laughs> um, so, whereas traditionally when he's been training uh, in the gym with or without Ziva, you know, Mike's usually in gym attire, you know. He comes into the gym on that first day fully armored, 
completely armored and everything that he's doing insofar as what he's trying to improve in his battle techniques is intentionally trying to position himself between attacks and other like like training dummies and stuff so he's probably having uh ziva try like like spar like try to attack training dummies and stuff and he's trying to intentionally put himself in harm's way because the feat i took is called in harm's way and it allows me to uh not only like whereas i had the bodyguard feat this is an upgrade for the bodyguard feat which i also still have but as opposed to just being able to increase an adjacent ally's ac at, while taking negative two ac for myself this allows me to take their damage take the damage from a hit wow. upon an ally wow. it's a super awesome. tanky tanky feet and and it's very much tied yeah, into like full-on tanking yeah well and it's very much tied into his seeing ziva or xeno and see shit everybody getting knocked the fuck out all the time in this last <laughs> yeah. bit but particularly the the kind of emotional toll that's been taken on him is almost losing his best friend Zeno a couple of times where if he could have taken a hit for him it might have you know might have been the deciding factor awesome and what about you Ziva so it kind of works out that Mike is kind of working harder to be taking the hits in a sense um Ziva is not wearing armor. Uh, she's intentionally trying to make herself harder, make it uh, easier for her to take hits, uh, be quick, move around, not be encumbered by bulky armor. And she's she's wanting to take hard hits from Mike. You know, she's asking him, you know, come at me, full full at me. Uh, because one of the things that she took after their very um, harrowing uh, experience uh, for seeing so many people go down and going down herself, she took the Die Hard feat. Oh, oh neat. I, I don't know if everyone knows what that is, but I fucking do. Uh, so Ziva's new mentality is if somebody's going down, it needs to be her. So she's trying to do as much as she can to stay in the fight and keep her crew alive no matter what. Uh, with Die Hard, you essentially you have to spend that resolve point uh, when you go down to stabilize. And then the next round, you you know get additional... I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, uh, but essentially with Die Hard, you get to spend your resolve point to stabilize and one resolve point to stay in the fight. Oh, it allows you to do allows you to do that in one go. In one go, yes. Wow, that's that's really cool. I think that's, I think as a like gym session over a few days, it'd be interesting because like Mike and Ziva has have a strangely like almost fatalistic connection. Like we'll we'll fucking be the ones to to go down if we need to, you know, for the mm -hmm. party. You, <laughs> you trying to step up as my off tank? Really. I mean, yeah. apparently. Um, Mothcala walks by one of the days and sees y'all just beating the shit out of each <laughs> other. You know, just like, like, just in there, like, grunt, just, uh, uh, like, it, it almost looks um, I, it, disturbing. Mm -hmm. The amount, like, you guys are pushing each other to, to basically take as much pain as you can because you don't want to be in a situation where that shakes you again, right? Yeah. And Mothkala walks by. She says, 
this is the best way. Yes! Yes! <laughs> and she like gets in on one of the days and starts tussling with y'all and just like she feels better than she has in a long uh, time, you know. Absolutely. She's starting to fill out some of the Yeah, I mean not you know, she's still malnourished but she's had some food she's had some rest and she gets in there and like you see that when she was in her prime she was pretty much a badass so yeah so i think she's all about it i think that's awesome and i was i was hoping something would come up with mascala and i'm not going to try to push it too hard but i think after a little bit of time of her like getting back to you know some semblance of her former self and getting a little more healthy like mike's keeping an eye on mascala as, as maybe a love interest. They have some, some shared <laughs> experiences, you know. Everybody everybody else has got dates lined up, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, I can keep that in mind. Um, so you guys you guys is that pretty much it for your level ups? Uh, I mean that's yeah, that's the, that's what's pertinent to to my level that's up. That's the, yeah. the the yeah, that's the yeah. ball. Alright, so Zeno, after your hearing experience, what are you doing over the next couple days to increase your power? <clears throat> so, uh, Zeno uh, has decided that he's going to begin a regimen of uh, two things. Uh, primarily mind meditation uh, to focus on you know, the latent er- energies around him. And, uh, try to harness them in various ways and how to manipulate the nanites in his system. And uh, with oh, that, the yes, yes, wants to actually uh, try to uh, improve the nanites in the system. And I think he's going to, over the course of the next few days, uh, speak with uh, Felino uh, uh, with that on how that can be improved, how they can be optimized uh, to uh, be easier to manipulate. Um, and see what can come out of that and kind of get, get some ideas from Fell as far as uh, how those can be, uh, I mean, any other ideas that, that could uh, take place that could assist with combat. Right, and this translates into... This translates into a couple of uh, spells. Um, first, uh, so it's going to be Microbot Assault. Um, oh shit! Yeah, so uh, you don't have what, to get into the details. Save you can yeah, save I'm that not, for I'm when not, you're I'm not, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Also, as well as caustic conversion, and as well as a level one spell slot uh, of grease, and also um, more has to do here's with here's what you do with grease. Exactly. <laughs> you put it down, yeah. and everything gets exactly. real slippery. Oh man, grease, <laughs> grease is yeah. easy. Yeah. That's how you I get shit hate slippery, it, but it's quick. easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could just put it in this compartment here, you know. Well, I think it makes sense considered that you were just chased down, right? So having some... Some, some leftover, aspect, you know. Well, having some aspect of, like, making it more difficult to follow you and, mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. I yeah. think that makes sense, yeah. Absolutely. Also, um, uh, having to do with the mind meditation uh, helps him out with uh, magic negation, which he's going to take as his, uh, his uh, new magic hack. Oh, and what does that do? Uh, no, uh, well, actually, uh, let's see. It's a standard action. I can spend a resolve point and okay. it temper uh, to temporarily suppress magic as if using dispel magic. Oh, wow. So, that's yeah, cool. so it's either on an ongoing spell or a magic item within 30 feet of, uh, in front of you. And so basically, you, get, you can cast Dispel Magic with your Resolve Points now. Right. Exactly. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Okay, Oren, 
Okay, so Orin's got had a lot on his mind, you know, uh, after going through all this, um, and he would never admit it, I think, but all of the mind thrusts, you know, like the mental invasions and things, that's, I gotta imagine that's pretty taxing on him, and he would, he would be thinking of ways to keeping Sedona's, you know, words in mind with embracing his connection to use it as a, as a weapon in, in new and creative ways. And um, whenever Mike and Ziva aren't in the, the training room, Orin will slip off in there over the course of the few days. And he'll start utilizing the same sort of techniques that he used to create a wisp, like materializing that energy and, and creating a, a mostly solid form out of it. And he's going to start molding it and shaping it into a disc. And he's going to start figuring out how to manipulate and throw it and have it bounce around the, the the room to hit multiple targets because that's, you know, seeing that massive swarm of Aslanti running at him got him thinking, you know, I've only got so many bullets in my gun, I can only you know, thrust a mind at a time and he needs some crowd control. So Orin is going to channel all that energy into learning Hurl Force Disc. Nice. Very nice. Awesome. Also took a feat uh, that is versatile specialization. So now you're gonna get damage. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna get to add my level to my damage rolls on my rifle, right, and very uh, nice. yeah, we'll get into that. I think more at outpost set. Yeah. Okay, and fell. So before walking to the med lab on the first day, he sets his uh, custom rig or his the AI that he has implanted in him to figure out what happened when he tried to remote hack that camera. And it worked. It's like and it then just he happened. I don't know how. I wasn't shouldn't have been able to do that. And then he couldn't do it again. <laughs> right. So he's he's basically setting his uh his exocortex to to get to work on that, figure out how that worked, and to figure out how to re- remote hack stuff, which is something that mechanics get or exocortex mechanics get at level five. So there's that. Uh, not and level then three. not level three. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then uh, uh, listen before you go further on yeah. on that. I just want to say that's a very cool way to retro fit that and like I think it's cool that you got like this surge of it, but then you didn't understand it, and now you're taking the time to learn it. And for that, I'm going to give you an inspiration. Yay! All right. So now I want you to roll a d6, please. That is a two. This one is going to come from Bear. Oh, oh boy! Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> and with bear, we have, we have some options because it's bear. So what I'm going to need you to do is roll a d4. One forever with the low rolls for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this one uh, is going to be kind of to the group rather than directly to you, but it's a good one from bear. And Bear is from Morristown, New Jersey. So Connor, that's his actual name. I'm putting it yeah, out there. Easy. Sorry, Bear. What? Bear. Uh, <laughs> what? Yep. 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 <laughs> He's a Bear. fucking Bear Connor. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is this is how we treat our patrons. Yeah, really. Also. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. So from Bear from New Jersey, he says. 
Just like you folks have hit your stride and put together a show of top-notch quality as a bunch of gutsy amateurs, the Epic Tr Tracer crew has passed trial by fire and become an insurgency to be reckoned with. Admittedly, Ziva may not be as good a captain as Adam is a showrunner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you fucking wrote this. Scratch that last part. <laughs> oh, bear. Bear. <laughs> this isn't bear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So thanks, Bear. Um, they're gonna give me shit about this for the rest of the week. So appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Bear, over there for the kind like, words. In all seriousness, can I just uh, say? But yeah, I did character art of his character from their <laughs> podcast, and he's gonna call me out like that. I hurt. <laughs> Bear, after you listen to this episode, you better jump in the Discord and you got some some splaining to do. You know what I'm some saying? You got some splaining to, to do, Bear. Uh, well, that's the beauty of these co-inspirations, y'all. So get them in because anything can happen. Um, Fell, you have a Bear inspiration. Nice. Okay. Adam, 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 Adam. A bear spiration, bear dude. Where? Look, man. I don't know Easy. what's happening. I think he's having a stroke or something. Ah, oh, jeez. Bless. Yeah, I'm gonna pray hurts. for him. I, 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 I well, think he you has know, Adam, forever the showman. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think he has frequent strokes. Just judging by his horrible typos, every time he messages me. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at the typos. He's, he either has the but... fattest fingers in the world or <laughs> epilepsy. <laughs> Literal hot dog fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I think we lost the well, plot at this to point, play. folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys have all leveled up. Hold you on, have, I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry, you have more. My, I've got my more. Bad. I got more. All right. So after uh, setting up his uh, exocortex to work on the remote hack uh, ability, he is going to approach. Probably might, realistically, because he's the big tough guy. And up, ask bruv? for some personal, some uh, some gym time, but not. <laughs> so, uh, so Mike, Mike, I was. Look, I'm not strong. You know that. Everybody knows that. I'm physically like I'm just I'm just not. But I was thinking maybe you might be able to help me a little bit with. Uh, I don't know, like not getting hit as much, like being able to, to to. Somebody gets up in my face to be able to get out of the way. Right. Like, say, look, is that say, something you could do? Say no more. Nothing would make me happier, mate. Nothing in the world except for one thing, all right? If I'm going to do this for you, that? I want you to do something for me, all right? So I need... Okay. To, it's nothing bad. It's something you're going to love. I need to craft a new set of armor, and I want all the bells and whistles. Oh, and I need I Hell need help with the yeah. electrical and the computer aspect of building this armor. But the caveat there is that I don't just want to build me some armor. I want to build Xeno a matching set of APA armor. And I need some help. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah boy. You, I mean, of course, you know I'm down for that. All right. Well, then what were you thinking? You just want to do some slipping and hooking, right? Yeah, just just like I know you're a boxer. Like, just teach me like all the, all the the little ducking and weaving stuff that you do. Like, I I mean I don't I don't know how any of this shit works. Yeah, it's but called slipping yeah, and hooking. Sure. 
It's, it's slipping and hooking. <laughs> Look, uh, and absolutely. All right, so here's what we're going to need. All right, you're going to need some gym clothes. I don't even know if you own any. I've got some, but they're going to be way too big. But we'll send you up. I, mean, um, I got a tank top and some jeans. That, that, Ziva comes that around work. the corner. He could borrow some of mine. <laughs> he could borrow a skirt. Uh, yeah, so we're going to need... Obviously, I've already got a boxing ring. <clears throat> we're going to get in there a little bit. We're going to need, like... Uh, uh, a piece of like uh, elastic material. I'm not very smart about what it's called, but we're gonna put a tennis ball <laughs> on that thing, and fucking, I'm gonna pop the tennis ball at you and make you dodge it constantly. And and this won't just be in the gym. This will be your day to day life for the next you know couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> oh my god! And he. He's- Phil says under under his breath, I knew I should have talked to Oren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think Oren's gonna help you the way that I can help you, mate. I'm a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and he like claps him on the shoulder way too hard. And it's like, look, don't worry. We'll we'll get you we'll get you sorted, right? Yeah, I, I appreciate that, truly. And in the I distance not, truly. you hear the montage music begin. Don't go too long. Don't go too long. We'll get sued. Yeah, we're going to get that. Here comes Sony with copyright. But yeah, so all that was to be able to take the mobility feat, which you gain a plus four bonus to your armor class against attacks of opportunity that you provoke by leaving a threatened square. Nice. nice. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So you guys are going through all this training, right? And we'll say maybe the third night, you know, you guys are, you know, spent in a good way. You feel good about the training you've done, and y'all convene back in the galley for another meal. You're eating, not saying much, just kind of eating, getting some energy back, putting down those cliff bars and green tea, you know, like really <laughs> – Really feeling it. And in comes Letra Makinatamal. Oh, Letra Makinatamal. And uh, he, he just kind of like slurps his way up to a stool on the table. He looks around at each of you and he says, Well, I thought for sure we were dead. <laughs> Probably should have been. Thanks for saving me, I guess. Oh, God, I hate it. I thought I was going to die, and I'm glad that I'm not dead, and I'm eating with you. Zeno passes him a paper towel. (laughs) (laughs) We'll fucking see ya. What's his name again? Do the Tyson in the the outro. Do the Tyson real quick. Look, look, I was slipping and hooking and slipping and hooking and slipping and hooking, and eventually I was successful. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) All right. See you next week. We'll see you. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. This is how we roll.